0: Greetings. Before we get started, the whole Ugly Truth crew wants to thank you very much for helping us to keep our show going. Despite their awesomeness, Jamie and Paula are not radio DJs, professional comedians, or celebrities. So it's only by your loyalty and sharing the show that the Ugly Truth continues to grow. So thanks, honorary Uggs, or Hugs as we like to call you. We really appreciate the support. And now, on with the show. You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs, assuming they're a little twisted too. It's the Uggs, Jamie,
1: Hello, here's my breasts, and my big face in your face,
2: and Paula, I have been on all fours on someone's lawn,
0: Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth.
1: It's the Ugly Truth, Happy Easter everyone,
2: I had to carry it a little longer because my initial was like crackly.
1: Yeah, I've decided that um, I was dragging the intro out way too long in the beginning when we first started doing this show. I would like go way too long, like get on with it, people. It was just it was dragging. So I decided, you know, let's just get right to it. Here we are. Hello, listeners. I at least want to say that. <laughs> yes, hello, listeners. Happy Easter for those of you who are doing the Easter thing. I bought jelly beans.
2: I haven't bought a thing, so I'll probably be doing the mad dash at Walmart or Target. Last year, I literally it was the night before. It was like ten o'clock at night. I was at Walmart, I and there was not a single plastic egg like <laughs> package. Nothing. And so I wound up finding like the, crammed somewhere. They were in a cart. I don't know if they actually belonged to somebody or not, but it was this cart that was just like sitting alone, and they were oh, in no. there. And so I took them and put them in my cart. So I may have stolen some plastic hey, eggs. Every but... man for himself in the holiday season. Because I'm just like, what are we going to do if we don't have any eggs? I mean, you have to do it. And and Walmart was the only store open because everything else is closed.
1: Does your uh, little complex do a uh, Easter egg hunt? Yeah right. <laughs> well, you said. Hey, they look! Did. I found meth in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dime bag is this? Oh, I got a roach. <laughs> Aw. which kind?
2: Funny. Does it matter? I don't know. Not really. That's too funny. <laughs> no, we're not doing any
1: any group. Uh, <laughs> there won't be any barbecue. There won't be any ham roasting. Well, outside. we did
2: get invited to a birthday party. It's a uh, oh. reggae slash cowboy because okay our neighbor hawk he's having a reggae themed birthday but his friend who's also got a birthday the same day is like a total hick cowboy so they're comboing so up the so they're doing styles. a combo and so victor he's just like well maybe i'll go as a rastafarian and i'm just like what do we have that is anything
1: <laughs> do you even know what that means <laughs> right i'm like we have nothing You know, yellow, Um, green, or black. Well, that just says weed all over it anyway. I don't know.
2: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we don't have anything. I would excuse myself from that party, personally. I think it it would be fun. But, you know, of course, we don't have a sitter, so we're not going. (laughs) Wait, it's right next door. Can't you just leave the kids? No, it's at a bar up the street. Oh, at a bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, fancy. Yeah. So I think it would be fun just to, you know, I always like to... Be a mixed company. You never know what's going to happen. It's like, I don't
1: know. I thought maybe you've had enough mixed company for a lifetime. But hey, that's all right. You want to go and do more? Well, our neighbor is good people. And so usually he brings around good
2: people. And so I can always, you know, handle some, uh, you know, new interesting folks. But... Well, there you have Yeah, well, hey. And the people watching... Especially with a dress-it-up theme party. I mean, That's true. And, you know, the, the people watching alone awesome pretty fun they do dancing there they do karaoke and so i'm just like that would be you know my eyes delight (laughs) that is true you would be fulfilled for sure everyone's going to have a good time even if i was just sitting in a corner watching
1: (laughs) you know what that's true your eyes glowing red as you stare at all the people so much to see (laughs) that is true all right. So I want to tell you, I ruined a trip. We Daryl and I went to Napa for the day. We just decided on a whim to go because we hadn't been since like August. And we like to go. And Daryl going to Napa is like me going to the beach. She uh-huh. just really loves it there. And so we made an appointment to go to this winery that we'd never been to. And it was fine. It was kind of dead. And, you know, the lady was really nice and it was great. But she referred us to another winery called hall h-a-l-l wines and it's in saint helena we're like yeah sure we'll try it so we had had a little flight Can of wines. you guys haven't seen i mean haven't you literally tried every
2: winery and no napa? oh my god no there are
1: how many wineries? hundreds oh there's hundreds?
2: hundreds oh my god yes you guys need hundreds. to get like a like a map or a list or something <laughs> and check off all the ones that should be part of your bucket list to visit every winery in napa
1: We have a book, uh, it's called The The Most Beautiful Wineries in Napa, and it's it's pretty thick. I don't know how many wineries are in there, but I want to say like a hundred. And we bought little cute little foil heart stickers. So our goal is to go to every one of those wineries in the book. Because they're all the most beautiful wineries. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. We're, we're working Who's on that list. She's going to want to go to the the sub, like the most subpar
2: wineries in Napa, <laughs> the worst wineries in Napa.
1: <laughs> There's that list. Nobody wants to go to those ones. So we went to this one. We had a nice flight of wines, and you know, she, it, she was friendly and it was nice and everything. But it was like a, it was dead. There was like no one there. And you know, part of going to Napa and wine tasting is that you see all kinds of people and you get to. You know, you give eye contact to others and you're like, hey, this is good wine. Yeah, it's great. You I know, mean, it's just kind of this weird social thing. And so she suggested this winery. So we go and it's packed, like full to the just everywhere people because it's a Saturday. It's 82 degrees, sunny. Yeah. And it's like the first day of spring. And everyone, you know, and it's the first weekend going into spring break on this side of the country. Right. So there was just people everywhere. So we go up. Uh, The gentleman that helps us, well, he's, to me, he's a kid. He was 28. He starts pouring wines and they're really busy, but we, I kept, you know, I can't just stand there and be a normal patron. You know, I have to ask questions and I'm asking him personal questions. And then before you know it, I find out he was in the Navy and. You know, he's been married and I mean, just, you know, For he went to sakes, sh- just take your sip and <laughs> I know, around, right? put your nose in the glass, do what everybody else does. <laughs> I know. And of course, now I've had many samples of wine. Oh, I turned geez. to and I go, he's really nice, isn't he? And he and I go, he's got weird eyes, though. And, you know, just. Saying things, you know, he didn't. Well, he probably did. I was just like, and
2: I'm sure it was quietly because, (laughs) you
1: know, after after
2: you've been drinking, I know, (laughs) you know, there's no volume issues with you. (laughs) I can not control the volume (laughs) of my voice, but I go, his eyes are kind of weird. We can hardly control the volume of our voices when
1: we're not drunk. I know it's true, it's awkward. And then, so I'm, you know, we're talking about all these ridiculous things. Well he really took a liking to us because we were so chatty right. and so we had like 10 samples and 10 pours is equal to probably four or five glasses of wine jeez i was hammered hammered <laughs> so we ended up we ended up joining the club we bought two bottles of wine we're like we're coming back for you chris you were great was and, you it know, even we went- that good yes actually it was quite good as long as it was good and it wasn't just like why did we buy this shitty wine (laughs) no it was very it we were very impressed so we were leaving and we had one last appointment to our most favorite place domain carneros which is is the champagne place i've been there before yeah it's so pretty there Mm -hmm. and because it was like four o'clock in the afternoon the sun was slowly starting to set so it was like 78 it was just a beautiful day i am so drunk and we didn't eat anything god that the was last the thing you want to do is drink champagne then i know and so we get there and we had made a reservation well it was so beautiful that no one was leaving and so all the tables were full and this is in the member section this isn't right. just the riffraff coming off the street it's this is the are the patio people. area yeah, it's, it's a private patio. Oh, OK. And so we walk in and we're like, we have a four o'clock. And he looks around. He goes, there are no tables. And we're like, well, we made a reservation. So there should be a table. He said, these people have been here since two o'clock. Oh. They won't leave because they they're just Hammered, and sure. they're having fun, and
2: it's champagne, and that's one thing about Napa. I will say is there's really no sense of urgency there, like <laughs> no, anywhere not. i you know no. in the driving or at the tasting places, or everything just kind of like slows down slows down well, some, and when you're sober, I mean it seems you know it, it's glacial it's like
1: increasingly annoying, but it's you know it is, when you're yes. drunk, you're just like, oh, everything's smart. whatever it's beautiful. The, the slow driving is all the drunk driving, I would imagine, because every 100 sure. yards, there's a higher patrolman on the side of the road. they everywhere. It's like oh, yeah. fish in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So we get to Domain. Because we didn't have a table, they felt really bad. And so they gave us a complimentary glass of champagne of our choosing. I don't even remember drinking it. I, I really didn't. I, and it was not. Anything other than I hadn't had any food. And it's a huge rookie move. Who, after years of drinking wine and having alcohol and cocktails, doesn't know to eat carbs or food before you... Go wine tasting. It's like you need to the bread in there to soak. It I need all a up. loaf of bread. You yeah. Know, at this point, I need. I would have needed to eat a loaf of bread. So uh, we get our table. Daryl orders immediately. Orders little these little cheese plates that you can get. He ordered two of them, and we just start. I start just trying to eat, but it's so salty that Ugh. it's not doing a thing because they're like crackers. Ugh. So I don't know if Daryl did it or if the guy did it, but he brought us a. Uh, he brought us toast, like like five pieces of toast. It was really weird. And we've never had that before. That's awkward. Right? (laughs) Are you sure you are Domain Carneros and not like Denny's? (laughs) Yes, because the guy that was waiting on us, he's been waiting on us for years. And so, and this is how I knew I was hammered. I'm like... Isaiah, I think it's, it's Isaiah or Ezekiel. I it's a Bible name. I can never remember it, but he's, he's like, super nice. He's like, it's Sam, but that's okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> right. uh, it's Marcus, but yes, but right. biblical, absolutely. So I said, how are you? He's like, I'm good. He's like, and I go, do you know who I am? And he's like, well, I remember your face for sure. I, re- I recognize you guys, but I'm really bad with names. So I'm like, well, you you know, thousands of people go through there. Right. And I'm like, it's
2: Jamie. Like, <laughs> oh My God, Like,
1: Jesus. <laughs> don't you even know he's like oh (laughs) do you know who i am and it's like talk about putting someone on the spot okay listen this will not be the first time that i have that attitude tonight Like Uh, you're like a drunk reese witherspoon do you know who i am (laughs) So I said, oh, and I said, so how have you been? Da, da, da. Now, they are super busy. It's not like he can stand there and chat. Right. And, and you know, and the thing is, is when I when you get to a certain point, you know, there's nothing Daryl can do. He just has to kind of let it happen. Well, yeah. There's only so much he can do for me. It's like an
2: avalanche. I mean, it's just yeah, like, what are you just... going to do? Try, put your hands up and try and make it stop?
1: It's not possible. Luckily, I'm a happy drunk. I'm not an asshole. Well, unless provoked. Yeah right. So ultimately it was time to go. And I said, yeah, you know what? I can't. And and they overserved us because they felt bad. So we were getting all this complimentary, you know, tastings and wine and all this stuff. And I, and I said, I can't drink one more thing. And I've never said that about champagne. I can always drink champagne. I couldn't drink another thing. Yeah. And I said, we need to leave. He's like, OK, so we get in the car. We arrived in Napa at mm, one o'clock. We arrived at Domain at four. And we were home by 6.30. So, I mean, it was a really fast trip. Yeah. We get in the car. We're on our way to Highway 80. So like, there's, like, there's uh-huh. Highway 29, and there's this little road that leads you to the main highway. Isn't that 12 or something? Yeah, something like that. So we're on that road, and I said, he's like, do I need to pull over? Because he can see <laughs> oh my me God. breathing heavily. <clears throat> I'm doing the... <sighs> He's like,
2: uh do you, you like almost over? like making the whistle sound? Where you're like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was doing. The, I'm in labor, breathing. I'm like, <laughs> right, where your mouth makes a little O. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. I was doing everything to try to get as much air into me. Did as you possible. roll down the window? We had the top down. Oh, okay, so you couldn't and- you couldn't get any more air. No, it was literally as aerated as I could get. You were just gonna puke. So he goes, "Do you need me to pull over?" Now we're in bumper to bumper traffic, and I said, <laughs> "Where are you going to go?" We're on a basically a highway. the The pulling over is for like bike riders, and then it kind of goes down. There's no like dirt pullout area. Right. I said, "No, just go." He's like, "Okay." so we're going he's got the music playing and so of course i immediately turn the radio off because i can't i can't
2: focus no, it's almost like when you're drunk sick it's almost like having a migraine <laughs> like
1: it's you very need very silence. challenging
2: you need things dark <laughs> i need everyone just to shut up and i'm just let gonna me... sit my head back and stop the spinning <laughs>
1: I, oh, you know what it was so bad i couldn't Ugh. focus and what was worse I decided to look at Facebook because I'm like, I need, a, I, need a, I need a focal point. I need a focal no, point. Don't read. <laughs> I was so drunk. I couldn't even read. I'm Why like, I've well done a crossword. <laughs> so it wasn't working. Right. And I could feel my, my jowls. You <laughs> could feel the, my, Ooh. the, the, the little um, hinges in my jaw were starting to water. Ugh. So I turn around and I look and we had put all the wine in the back seat. I take the champagne out of the bag, the wine bag, mm-hmm. and I just lost it. <laughs> it was like an airplane bag, you know, and I was Did like. Did you have enough room? Oh, yeah. Because oh, okay, I hadn't guess. eaten anything. All I had been doing was drinking wine all day. Oh, and so, so it was like I threw almost up, dry heaves after that. There was plenty to throw up. Ugh. I was like, uh, 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 you know? God. i started sorry for myself. You threw up in front of Daryl. That's what I said. I told him, well, so anyway, he gets did off you the pee freeway. pee yourself, too? I did not pee or poop myself, Okay, because no. I would. No.
2: Every time I, I throw I, up, I violently pee myself, <laughs> like where my pee comes out hard. <laughs>
1: I know, and that's happened to me, but um, but no, I I did not urinate on myself. Thank I God. so he gets off the freeway, he finds like this business it it was the dmv there was a dmv he pulled into the dmv and i said what are you gonna do with the bag and he's like just give it to me so he takes the bag and he runs and he throws it into the dmv's trash can and i'm like oh poor dmv oh they deserve it they're all exactly that's what i thought too you're like i didn't throw it on your window really they're just like someone left a
2: bag of throw up how rude (laughs) from domain carnero's how
1: cliche god hopefully it didn't have any like information (laughs) on there they could look you guys up it's like uh, thank you for your vomit. <laughs> so at some point I just passed out. Luckily, okay, good. so I passed out. So we get to our exit and we're on, we're in Gold River. We're we're like three miles away from our house, right? And I wake up because now we're doing a stop and start because there's so much traffic. Oh right, okay. And it got really warm all of a sudden because the wind wasn't blowing anymore. Oh, because you were back in the valley. Right. And I wake up and I'm like, where are we? Oh, thank God. We're almost home. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then all of a sudden it's coming again. I was going to throw up again. So I turn around and I find another wine bag because we had bought more wine at this other place. And I start throwing up again. And this time I'm pathetic and I'm pissed at myself. And I'm like, (laughs) like making (laughs) these sad sounds when I'm throwing up. God. I was so, I was mortified, mortified. I never, and I told Daryl, I said, I don't think I've ever thrown up in front of you. He goes, honey, you've been pregnant. I've seen you pregnant. I know you've thrown up in front of me. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Do you want to know the weirdest thing? What? When I throw
2: up, I plug my ears. (laughs)
1: No matter what?
2: If I'm sitting there, I'm sitting at the toilet, I've got my ears plugged. And then, I mean, unless, you know, I have to, like, clutch or something like that. But I always start with my ears plugged. I don't know why. why. Because you don't want to hear yourself? I think the thought of hearing myself was going to make me sick,
1: which is it stupid. It makes it worse, right? You know? So I did, and I felt a lot better after I did. But the problem was is that the bag wasn't nearly as sturdy as the Ugh, first bag. Gross. And so the top started to, like, rip a little bit. And I'm, like, I'm throwing up, and I'm seeing it rip because I'm, you know, vomiting in it. And, I, and I'm thinking, how does this even hold wine? Because this is, like, ripping. And, and I just like barely threw up in it and and it's already ripping you apart
2: send them a note i will have you know i was <laughs> vomiting in one of your bags and it was tearing open and my I vomit know. is not near the size of a 750
1: or ml or whatever uh, yeah 750 ml of your wine <laughs> so at some point, and Daryl's like, do you want me to pull over? I said, we are, li- I could literally run to our house. Right. No, go, go, go. He's like, all right. And he ran, stop signs, and,
2: you know, got me. I would have gotten out of the car, personally. I would have gone behind a bush. I actually wouldn't have cared. You know, I've, I have been on all fours on someone's lawn. <laughs> I
1: have, too. Not even my own. Just someone else's. Vomiting. <laughs> I told you about that time. I think I was, well, I had to be like 19, and I had gone out with this guy that uh, I think ultimately Stephanie actually set me up with and he was so that that's going to work out well. high caliber. Yeah. <laughs> he was a high caliber individual. And so we had partied really hard and I was really hammered. And, you know, all I remember is that we were the, the girlfriend. We were on a double date and the girl of this other person, her parents were really, really wealthy. And so we went to t- take her home and we were surrounded by these palaces these huge like mansion style homes and i um couldn't make it and i said i've got to i've got to get out and so i got out i went across the street Uh, it was in a court went across the street and i started to throw up and i threw up all over this poor millionaire's lawn and then the sprinklers went off oh thank god i stuck my face in the sprinkler yourself off because it felt so good and i had to rinse my mouth out. Well, right. That was a low point for me. In case you got a good night kiss. Oh, know. i didn't. I did not. No, i, I did not. Imagine. In fact, i woke up at that person's home. We we did not have sex, thank god. I woke up at that person's home and i went i gotta get out of, of here of course <laughs> i just got up and left <laughs> immediately i came home and mom was awake oh. but i was still living at home i came she's like well good morning oh my how are God. you I'm like good night mother Jeez. it was so awful that,
2: i i can't even fathom sitting that. in
1: her robe at the table of course well, mom woke up at five
2: thirty in the morning every would night. you like some coffee
1: <laughs> no i would not perhaps an like egg
2: yeah, really. I'll make them extra runny.
0: <laughs> if you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. And now, back to the truth. Roll, won't you come roll with me? Slow, fast, full speed. Girl, wherever sweet. Time takes us hang. with me down this old road
2: only I have developed a very, very guilty pleasure what? and it's guilty pleasure for two reasons. One, The restaurant itself is, I guess, controversial. Well, what I'm speaking about is Chick-fil-A.
1: I was just going to say it's Chick-fil-A.
2: I can't remember if they're controversial because they don't like gays or blacks or black gays or what it is. I don't know if they are anymore or what the deal is, but they are against gay marriage. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember what it was. They're the one man, one woman thing. I knew there was a reason I shouldn't be
1: eating there. But yeah, I've actually never eaten there.
2: Well, the thing is. Are you really doing this right now? What? Who is that? My cat is about ready to throw up a (gasps) hairball on my bed. I can hear it. I can hear it. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Awesome. Are you
0: kidding?
1: Wow. That registered on my sound wave. Well, hopefully Daryl can
2: catch that little number. But... (laughs) Oh, was that toby no that was honey she's the oh, she's bitch. the really furry one so yes yes she got, well i was sitting here talking and i'm like why is she standing up <laughs> so <laughs> oh, you always you know when they act odd you know <sighs> anyway so so back to food being gluten intolerant there's yes. not a lot of places like fast food places that i can eat in fact there's right. really only chick-fil-a and um gym boys they have gluten-free stuff so they have their grilled nuggets they're just grilled so it's basically like a a cut up chicken breast okay so i love eating there because i because you can eat it but what i love the most about them is their chick-fil-a sauce like i could literally and you can buy it (laughs) by the tubs And I told Victor, I said, I could seriously buy a tub of that sauce and like eat it with a spoon and watch
1: television. And you can eat it and you don't get diarrhea.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. And so but I mean, it's just it's so good. Interesting. I've eaten at Chick-fil-A, I would say like three times in like the last two weeks. Really? That's a to me. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, for me, it is. It would be too. But I just, I love their food so much. But I, like I said, I feel bad because I'm just like. Because they don't like gay couples. I have gay friends and I'm just like, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, be hating on the gays or anything like that. But
1: I'm like, I just love their nuggets
2: and their sauce so much.
1: (laughs) I think you get a little bit of a pass because it's not like you can, like you can go to Jack in the Box and buy their chicken nuggets. No, I can't. You're you don't have a lot of options. And so when you find one, you can't. You have to kind of pick and choose your battles. Right. So, so maybe you'll
2: just maybe I'll wear like a rainbow shirt when I go there. Sure. There you I'll go. i'll be like, "Represent, gays." Woo! <laughs> I, I don't know if that's Maybe what. you'll just balance the scales a bit by doing something. I can else. actually hear my gay friends now No, please don't do that. Don't Don't, don't do anything don't of that Don't represent nature. us like that.
1: <laughs> right now, and I don't know what the deal is, but everybody's making such a big deal about every little thing that's considered even a bit off color or offensive in any way whatsoever. Have you have you noticed that lately? Like you can't oh, do yeah. or say anything without someone being outraged. Well, we're I'm not constantly saying... in that you know, category oh. because we're always saying something that outrages people. I know. But I mean, for example, I was talking to Neil, my hairdresser. Now he's gay. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you know, because uh, we are on the iHeart Radio network and you know people hear us from that and producer Dub obviously works with iheart Radio. and so uh-huh. he said, oh, you know, uh, Daryl must have been really happy that the Iheart Radio Music Awards kind of took hold this year. like this is the first time that people actually noticed that there was this music awards for Iheart And I said, yeah, I go, well, it never hurts when there's a little controversy. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, they had some great artists, but Jamie Foxx was the host. And he got kind of um, a little hand slap from society because he was making fun of Bruce Jenner. And he goes, what do you mean? What did he say? And I said, well, he said that Bruce Jenner was coming out with a duet and he was going to be singing both parts, the male and the female parts. Oh, that's mild. Right. And then people were like, oh, boo, you know, and the audience goes, hey, you gotta grab him by the balls while he still has them. So, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I now, didn't think
2: it was ridiculous. I've heard far worse from other of people.
1: God, watch an episode of Tosh oh.
2: I mean, you'll oh be <laughs> you'll everyone at <laughs> every race and every religion and you know every gender will be picked on within the first thirty seconds.
1: Exactly. No one is spared. On no Tosh. one. Not even children. No, God. but I said even so. I understand that it's. You know, it's in poor taste to walk around making fun of people who are transitioning. I get it. But my point was, like, we've all heard far worse. And it generated media attention for this award show. And Jamie Foxx is, I mean, I guess he's respected. I don't know much about him. I know he wins Oscars and stuff, but. I think he's a respected comedian. So. Well, he was very funny a long time ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, and so I was telling him about it and I said, Do you find that offensive? Because no, it's hilarious. I'm like, okay. I just was wondering because, you know, I don't think people get as offended as as the quote unquote society of the internet does. <laughs> we where were we know. the other day? Victor and I were somewhere.
2: You know, our kids are very well behaved, but yep um you know a lot of kids aren't behav oh i know where we were at chick-fil-a <laughs> so <laughs> anyways um there were these little kids and they were like running rampant through the restaurant they were barefoot Ugh. you know in and out of the play <gasps> area hate you know it. i want ice cream and well maybe if you take one bite of your nugget then we can
1: get an ice cream oh, blah, God. Blah, blah. i hate that poor behaved children it reflects on those stupid parents. And that's the thing is, it's like their parents are like all about
2: talking to them or whatever. But for the most part, they completely are just ignoring them. Yeah, that's a boned pick with me. Is when you go to like play places, people think it's like daycare. Like they They go there and they check out and they'll be on their phone. They'll be reading a book or whatever. Yeah. And like they think that because there's some structure there that their kids playing at that they don't have to, uh, you know, watch basically parent
1: any longer. So these people are probably sitting there having this discussion about someone's cousin who's pregnant and their kids are acting like banshees. It's bad enough. That you're at a McDonald's inside... Right, that's punishment enough. You know, watching screaming children in a bacteria-infested
2: ball pit. They don't have those anymore, thank God. They don't? Oh, You know what?
1: How do you even know? Why are you going into these places? Because
2: I have a five-year-old who wants to go and <laughs> play. That's true. You and, know what? You're and, right. And eat I forgot. And a happy meal. Yeah, you're right. I've done it. What it's am I saying? not what I want to do, but I mean, <laughs> it's just... It's true. It's what I'll do just to, you know... Give her a moment. <laughs>
1: But you know what? You're right. I forgot. I had four under the age of 10 at one point, And I did take them to the McDonald's Play yeah, Palace. that'd be the smartest thing you'd ever do. Or Chuck E. Cheese or something. The only thing is, is when, when we would go, if Daryl ever went, you know, just because it was on the weekend or something, I, he, I would lose him. He would go. He would play with them. <sighs> He's one of those dads, huh? He is. He's God. one of those.
2: Can, mm-hmm. can he just, like, not be perfect for two seconds? I'd really <laughs> appreciate it.
1: Well, now you and I both know that's not true. <laughs> well, that is true. He yes. does have, he does he have his moments. kryptonite. His he moments, he absolutely has his moments. But that's, yeah, he did. He was one of those. But you know what? Being too perfect, it's irritating. Makes me mad at him. He is a dream
2: come true, though. Speaking of, of dreams come true or just oh, you're dreams. So, you're so good. Well, what can I say? <laughs> so we talked about having a segment where we will analyze our dreams, you know, yes. as we see fit. Right. And so remarkably, I had a dream that I remembered and I texted you or messaged you about it. You're like, oh my God. And I said, you have to tell me about it. So it was literally like that scene in Indiana Jones, the Temple of... No, not the Temple of Doom. Maybe it was Temple of Doom. No, uh... Yeah, it was. Yeah, where she had to put her hand in, mm-hmm. like, the box to push the button, but the yes. inside area was just covered in
1: bugs. I do remember that so scene. I hated
2: that. in my mm-hmm. dream, I was, like, putting my hand in the hole, but it was, like, a shoe box. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, bugs, and then there was a spider on my hand. You pulled so out a spider? There was, Yeah, It was a, there was a spider on the top of my hand. I don't know what that means, though. Okay, well,
1: I did look up the main things you know like the main symbols that's mm-hmm. kind of how you do it right so you like type in bugs or something yes and i well the first thing i did was type in box because you you were putting your hand in a box oh okay yeah i didn't even think about that now, did you open the box or was it just open and you put it was already open okay So there's two definitions to seeing a box in your dream. And so this is the first one. It says, to see a box signifies your instinctual nature and destructive impulses. Alternatively, you may be trying to preserve and protect some aspect of yourself. It also may symbolize your limitations and restrictions. Consider the pun of being boxed in. Okay, it basically symbolic of those things. Right. Okay. Whatever. Okay. So it may not have much to do with your dream necessarily, but that's what a box means. Now, bugs... There's the literal as well. To see a bug in your dreams suggests that you are worried about something. It's symbolic of your anxieties and your fears. What is literally bugging you? Alternatively, the bug may be representative of your sexual thoughts. And the only reason I bring that up is because to see a spider... Indicates that you're feeling like an outsider in some situation, or perhaps you want to keep your distance and stay away from an alluring or tempting situation. The spider is symbolic of feminine power. Alternatively, a spider refers to a powerful force protecting you against your self-destructive behavior. Gosh, that dream. I feel like that dream
2: has just, like, exposed my life. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Basically, like, it's saying, like... (laughs) Paula has been thinking about having an affair or something like that. <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? God, that's it's crazy. true. I know it is crazy. Maybe I've been thinking too much about whether
1: Tosh Point I was gay. I know. I gotta get that out of my brain. <laughs> too much focusing on the sex. Yeah. And so, of course, mine wasn't as exciting and as adventurous as your <laughs> box of bugs. No. Well, I'm reading it now, and yes. it has the word toilet. Toilet. In it, so, <laughs> I had a very vivid dream the other day that I was in the bathroom, like cleaning the bathroom. But I turned to look and I saw that the toilet was flushing, but it was it started to overflow and there was water all over the place and it kept flooding. That happened at mom's house all the time. (laughs) I know it did. She had bedpipes. She had horrible plumbing. She really did. To see a toilet in your dream symbolizes a release of emotions. It's always emotions with me. I think it's, you know, because I'm so stone cold. You're so touchy-feely all the time. Oh, yes, that's me. (laughs) You need to get rid of something in your life that is useless. Seeing a toilet in your dream may also be a physical manifestation brought about by a full bladder. I did not have a full bladder. (laughs) So what's in your life that's useless? (laughs) I don't know. To see an overflowing or flooded toilet. Now, this is is what I dream. Was that the night you guys were pulling weeds drunk? <laughs> Getting rid of these weeds. Okay. Um, no, they to see an useless. overflowing. <laughs> yes, to see an overflowing or flooded toilet in your dream denotes your desires to fully express your emotions. Oh. I didn't I don't even know what that means. What am I not expressing? I literally express every emotion that I have to everyone.
2: You do, but I think you even said this before that mm. you find yourself trying to be more PC and you don't know why you do that. Because
1: <sighs> Yeah, you know why? Because, you know, well we all have life. We all have life and right. that we all have life situations in which reacting the way your primal instinct is to react, especially in, in our lives as UGS, mm-hmm. we're very spicy. We're very emotional, passionate people. All of us, and so my inner conscious is clearly telling me that I have a desire to spill my emotions, right. like a flooding toilet. I feel my need to express myself like a flooding toilet. <laughs> yes, Doctor Smith, I've come to you, as my therapist, to tell you that I've been dreaming about flooding toilets.
2: I had a therapist tell me once, like you know, to jot down my dreams as I remembered them. If I mm. had that dream, I wouldn't write it down.
1: <laughs> now, the one that you told me just the other day, you said. You were scantily clad and you were ordering people around.
2: Yeah, it was weird. It's like I was at a place of business and I worked there, but mm-hmm. I was wearing like lingerie for whatever reason. But okay. so were the other two workers. They were also wearing lingerie and I was telling them what they needed to be doing. Like I was like their manager or their boss. So
1: you were like a dominatrix. Well, I. W- it's not like I was whipping them or, you know. <laughs> no, but th- that was the closest thing I could find is a a powerful, sexually dressed person, it it kept coming back to dominatrix. So to be a dominatrix in your dream, Mm -hmm. it represents your need for power and control. Alternatively, it suggests that you are experiencing an elevated sense of spirituality. God, how bizarre that they would equate those two things. I know. But it would
2: make sense because I have been pondering going to church. Well, there you have it. Isn't that weird? Just like me and my kittens. So weird these dream.
1: Things. Well, they're they're kind of psychologically based, which is why I like the specific site right. that I use, but. More often than not, it's somewhat accurate for me. That's why we kind of do this little segment whenever it comes up, because it tends to hit things on the head. It's the same thing, like, with horoscopes. Like, they could be, mm. they're like, you're
2: fun-loving, but but serious. <laughs> and you're and, stubborn and loyal. You know, right. Yeah. You're outspoken, but know how to be reserved. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it could apply to anybody.
1: I well, mean, it's true. Well, maybe we should just scrap the entire segment. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. No, I know. No, it's true, though. They're general enough. But like for me, because I dream about water so often, well, that's that what actually true. got me oh, started. You in the water, even the toilet.
2: I know. And it's always emotions. All right. I'm going to have to keep track of my next dream then. And enjoy church in your dominatrix outfit. Yeah. In my lingerie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know I am weird. Okay. So weird social media happenings is what I noted on the outline. And this is what I mean by it. I don't know what is going on, but suddenly there's all of these new Uh, reboots or they want to do live action of animated films and they've all seemed to be releasing this information like within the last couple of weeks what's a reboot well for example um do you remember that sitcom called coach yeah okay well they're doing it again they're doing like a um i guess it's like a sequel the guy that played coach craig t nelson is uh, apparently signed on to do this and so it's going to be basically picking up where they left off it'll be like real time like He'll be 70 years old, and maybe he's still a coach at Minnesota or wherever that was. Yeah, I can't remember where it was. I just remember it being Minnesota. And But you know what? I really liked that show. I don't even... I mean, I remember liking the show, but I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you what it was about. No, see, that's the thing is I don't know how it would play out now because back then he was this super macho guy. He was in love with Shelly Fabaris, who was this really cute, spicy young I woman. her little curly hair. Yes. And she was like a feminist... And so she was constantly correcting him because he was such a misogynist. And then there was some big, dumb, blonde guy. Yeah, Patrick from SpongeBob. That's it's... the guy that voices Patrick from SpongeBob. Shut up, really? Yeah, he was the assistant coach. And then the old man was, I well, think. Obviously, uh, he was... he's not going to be there. Jerry Van Dyke, I think. And he oh, yeah. was the old dude. And yeah, I think he's dead. But anyway, I'm like, <laughs> He'll be you know reprising what? his role as a uh,
2: formaldehyde <laughs> mummy. <laughs> yes. He'll be in the science wing. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> he donated himself to science. He, he's in a big jar. <laughs> That's funny. That's so they're doing that one. And then the other day, they said that they're going to do a sequel to Full House. I read that. And apparently. All the guys that were the dads on the show are going to make some kind of cameos, but they're more like executive producers. It's going to be Kimmy Gibbler and DJ.
2: OK, because I was going to say it's going to be hard for Bob Saget to come back as the wholesome dad after he did that stand up comedy when he was talking <laughs> right. about disgusting things. It's just like
1: no one's going to believe you. <laughs> no one's going to buy it. No. And not only that, but it's like. Do you really think the Olsen twins are gonna come out of their drain? Freak no. I mean, Heck they no. look like little hobos. There's no way they're coming onto this show. They they couldn't wait to stop acting. Well, they don't need to do anything ever again. No. They're like the richest <laughs> people on the planet. Pretty <laughs> they're much. so wealthy. I'm thinking. Oh well, I don't think we're all shocked that uh, Kurt Cameron's sister and Kimmy Gibbler have nothing better to do than star in a sequel to well, Full House. Candace Cameron had like four kids, but they're all grown now. So yeah.
2: you know what is she gonna do other than push her brother's religion on everyone? So
1: <laughs> I don't think. I don't think she does that, does she? Oh yeah, Kurt. Cameron oh, is she has- a super Christian.
2: Oh, yeah. Kirk Cameron started his own religion. And, you know, I didn't realize
1: Candace was had started in on that. I didn't realize she was supporting that in any public way. I don't think she starred in any of his movies, but. Oh, I just want you to know that if you do that, I won't be doing that.
2: I'm not going to do the Kirk Cameron religion. And I'm not going to promote your religion. After watching the Scientology (gasps) uh, documentary, I've decided I'm not going to be a Scientologist either.
1: Well, you know what? I was never going to be a scientist. Scientology isn't a religion.
2: Well, they better be because they got well, the IRS tax code saying according, that are- Yes.
1: According to the government, they are officially a religion, but they're only a religion so they don't have to pay the billion dollars in taxes they would owe. Isn't that ridiculous? It's so corrupt. On one end, I feel bad because some of these people are, you know, like, I, I you saw the whole thing, right? I didn't... You know what? I got almost through it and then after
2: a while I'm just like I'm so over it I was interested in learning about you know what Scientology was and you Mm -hmm. know the pros and the cons I guess but it was more or less just a whole
1: like you know this is why Scientology is bad I think it is this is why Scientology isn't a religion first of all because there was one part where someone said you know if you ask any Muslim or Jew or Christian they will be able to tell you within a minute or two what their belief system basically is that's what you know, John Travolta said, yeah. However, if you ask a Scientologist, they really can't. There's really no foundation no, for there isn't like a core belief system. There is no core belief system. And so that is why it's so confusing. And I you know, I'll be honest with you. When when Dianetics came out, there would be people at the grocery store in the front of the grocery store with the books and they would be handing them out for free. Oh, okay. And our mother You can only imagine who's a very (laughs) conservative Christian. Yes. Was like, don't even look at them. I mean, she was like, that is that is satanic. I mean she was hardcore like she, don't even right. look at them. She right. was very afraid. And so of course I just could not wait to get my hands on one. And <laughs> <Well, laughs> look sure. at it. Like why what what's in here? I did look at them. I mean I remember looking through it it didn't make any sense to me. Like it really I was a child though and I didn't I didn't understand it. It seemed like sciency and weird and I just didn't I mean on one hand, I can't fault people for, part, you know,
2: being in there because if it helps you better yourself, right. and better your life, then great.
1: I mean, that's what religion is supposed to do. The, the, the things that these people were ashamed of were, were the, the, the lying and the basically milking people for money. Yeah. Those types of things were, it was shameful. And this strange protecting, like, you know, following people and lashing out. That's kind of weird to me. It's like, if you don't yeah. want to be a part of it anymore, then leave them alone. I don't I, I never understood that about Scientology They had this reputation of scaring people. Like, if you leave, you know, be prepared to be hounded and harassed. And I'm like, right. I never understood that. But it does. I mean, I, I think it does happen. I just don't know why. But well, that part was interesting to me but when they
2: they and they did profile Tom Cruise and John Travolta, mm-hmm. and it was definitely one-sided because you yes. know there's there's obviously two sides to every story. But I mean, it was course. definitely interesting to see yeah. that. So what was the it name was. of the documentary? It was Going a, Clear
1: Scientology. Going Clear. Going Clear. Yeah, I think it's it, it's one of those organizations that it's like polygamy. You know, unless you're a part of it, you don't. You'll never really understand it. So people are hungry to understand it, and even if it makes it look one sided, it's better than not understanding anything.
0: Right. The Ugly Truth mobile app is now available for Droid and Apple users. To get more info and download the links, visit uglytruth.com/app. Now let's get back to the uglies.
2: So I think it's time for our ugly and awkward moment of the week.
1: Mine is very tame this week. Oh well, you you really. You hit it out of the ballpark last week, so...
2: <laughs> so, some of my girlfriends that I've known, gosh, some since grade school, mm-hmm. others since junior high, decided that we should all get together for dinner this week. So, oh. we went to BJ's brew house and we had, you know, drinks and appetizers and the like. And so, when we were leaving, it was basically like dusk, so okay. the house lights weren't on, and mm-hmm. the windows were all, like, the blinds were all open, So I'm walking, and I'm wearing, like... (laughs) By the way, our ugly and awkward moment is brought to you by Littermaid. If you have cats and you'd like to have uh, a (laughs) cleanup-free litter box, check out the Littermaid automatic litter box. Uh, It can be purchased through Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's dirty. Go to our... Yeah, this was a a biggie. (laughs) Between that and the hairball, I mean, what... (laughs) What's the deal? <laughs> Your cats are pains in the ass. Everyone is. Everyone in my house is. I agree. So I was wearing my like six inch wedge heels in mm. my maxi dress because I oh, told yes. you it's going to be the summer of maxi dresses for me. Yes. And yes. I'm walking and I'm just briskly following the group. And before oh, I know it, I'm tripping and falling oh, forward. God. And there was a high chair in the aisle. <laughs> the high chair was black. And the restaurant is dark. And there was, well, there was no child in the high chair.
1: Thank God. And
2: so, well, thank God, yes. But on the (laughs) flip side... I fell forward and I was literally 12 inches from the dad's face. And I said, <gasps> oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh and the mom's God. holding the baby and, and they're like, it's OK. And so I was like, you know, That's... trying to stammer up and stand up and step off my skirt and, you know, wow. keep walking. Fortunately, none of my friends saw me.
1: Paula, a long skirt and high heels. What were you thinking? Well,
2: Whoop! in makes... a social setting. Who... OK, for starters, who makes a high chair black? in a dark restaurant that's just a recipe for disaster and then if you're gonna have a high chair put your
1: baby in it weren't you already tripping though no i tripped on the high chair oh i thought you were already tripping and then you saved yourself on the high chair no i didn't see it
2: i literally like slammed full force into this high chair because i didn't see it i'm sure it's like hello there strange man
0: How well, you yeah today? so i
2: leaned forward i fell forward you know and and then <laughs> god yeah about 12 inches i would say was he at least handsome or anything i have no idea oh god i didn't pay attention i just
1: you tried were just so there. yeah i'm sure your giant breasts were out there right <laughs> probably it's like hello here's my breasts my big face in your
2: face. I tried to just, you know, retreat and walk briskly before my friends saw. Because I oh was the last God, one Bella. leaving the table. You know what?
1: I wonder if there's like security footage I'm or sure something. I'm sure there is. You're probably is just God. laughing and laughing <laughs> at you. <laughs> that would be funny god that would be hilarious (laughs) you'd be like hey everyone look at this this is why we have black high
2: chairs that is so funny well i mean that's how those videos always go viral when you see the hidden camera (sighs) where someone slips on black ice or something like that, and then they show it i
1: know and you're like hey i recognize that maxi dress that's gonna be me (laughs) look at this person falling over a high chair practically kissing a stranger with the god. lady with the baby well the
2: mom that's was looking funny. at me like what are, what are you doing like why are you leaning over towards us i don't think she like understood that i tripped on the high chair yeah well i'm sure so. she figured it out of it i'm sure he saw it coming
1: he just didn't stop you
2: <laughs> I, well i mean how can you stop i was power walking
1: down the aisle trying to you know Oh god you know what i see yeah that's that's a recipe for disaster that for sure happens. and then yeah. the you know the maxi dress. Oh, God. All
2: of it. All and then it. after that, I lost all my footing. I felt like, you know, I was had come out of an elevator or something. Now you and feel I, like you're a baby deer walking around. And out of all of the girls there, I was the only one that did not actually have a drink. Oh, <laughs> so there was God. no reason. You had
1: no excuse. I had
2: water. There was no reason <laughs> for me to be stammering
1: or, you know. Well, you know, we're clumsy. That's all. That's all it was. Well, that's pretty good. Now, this is going to be a little bit of an extended story because I really wanted to uh, tell this to you. It's just an adventure, complete adventure from beginning to end. Okay. Without without getting too too specific, my daughters are uh, vivacious and active young ladies okay. who are 20 and over. Yes. They are in, in need of... A female doctor. Sure. Yeah. And it's just time. But you're actually probably overdue. Well, you know, it takes a lot of uh, prodding to get a young lady to make her first appointment to an actual gynecologist because it's a frightening thought. But, you know, because you can be sexually active and go to Planned Parenthood and get the pill or... Oh, yeah. You don't even you know, have don't. to... You don't have to go through the whole process. Well, in our time, we had to go to the <laughs> OBGYN. It's true. Get, Back in the day, you did have to do that. But now, they'll just... They'll give it to the girls because it's better than, you know, getting well, yeah, pregnant. I, no, I, I appreciate that. I think right. a good So thing. after almost a year of harassing, they finally agreed to go we got a great recommendation to a doctor who is she's not brand new she's she's been practicing for some time but her practice is fairly new she's young she's under 40 but she comes highly recommended Mm -hmm. and so i said girls this is a perfect person for you because they don't want the man which totally is understandable oh okay i get it yeah so we made the appointment and my daughter she was so nervous and so I said, "Well, I'll go with you." Ooh. I don't remember mom going with me, but oh, no. we're we're different, you know. Yeah. So I said, "No, I'll go with you." So we get there, we're on time. It was like 9:30 in the morning was her appointment. We get there at 9:20. Oh my god, and who wants to get the duck lips at 8:20 <laughs> in the morning? 9:20. I know. Oh, 9:20. We get there and we open we get there to open the door and it's locked. And I'm like, what the hell? And we see lights on and stuff. And there's no one in the waiting room. We can see the waiting room. So after several attempts to find a phone number that actually was going to reach a human, I get someone. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's almost 10 o'clock. Are you kidding me? You were out there 40 minutes? Yeah. It was like a half an hour. And so finally, I said... We had a 930 appointment and your door is locked. Are you at a different location today? Because she has a couple of locations because it's kind of like a clinic atmosphere, which I did not know. And she said, she goes, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. And she hung up the phone. And then, you know, a few moments later, some woman opens the door and she's like, yeah, you know, sometimes the patients, they uh, accidentally lock it on their way out. And I'm like, I don't think this is the place for us. I'm already like... Not happy. Yeah, really. I'm like, this, I don't think you want to do
2: is put your legs in the stirrups of a joint like that.
1: I just wasn't sure. And so I walked in and we were like, all right. Now behind us, there was other, there was a pregnant woman waiting with us trying to get in as well. They reeked, you know, that smell that homeless people have. It's like dirty clothes dirty. with dirt caked on it. You know, that smell that yeah. like you like pass musky. It is a very unusual cloth, dirty cloth smell that homeless people can have these people had it. She was pregnant. She was probably five or six months pregnant. And the mother was about as obnoxious as you can possibly imagine. Oh my God. And so I said, I don't know where we are or what this is. But if this is what we're dealing with, we definitely don't belong here. No, you picked the wrong We picked the wrong doctor. doctor. And so she signs in. And the, now the lady, they're just kind of like very curt. And don't give a shit who's signing in, kind of people, you know. Oh, and when you
2: go in, medical offices aren't like you know the greatest.
1: Some private practices are. Now I realize that front office uh, people tend to be Huns because they're the guardians of the gate. Yeah. I've yet to meet a front office of a medical facility that is perfect. I know, but still, you know, she's like, "Well, sign in. When was your appointment?" You know, really like kind of barking a little bit, and so. I'm sitting there, and now these are my children. And this is a very, this is a first time kind of thing. And I didn't expect it to be clinic-like, you know? So I walk up there. And I don't even know what possessed me to do it. Oh my god. (laughs) I just walked up there, and I leaned down to get my face in the open part where the plexiglass wasn't. Right. And I leaned down, and she's ignoring me. And she's talking on the phone, and then she switches to Spanish on the phone and I said, Yeah, we don't belong here. And I turn and I look and there's another woman there and she's doing paperwork and she looks at me and she goes, Do you need something? And I said, I need to talk to someone. And she goes, Well, come around. And I'm like, oh boy. So I open up the door and she goes, just close the door behind you. (laughs) And I said, No problem. So I close the door. Now my daughters know when I'm going to get hostile with people. Were they even still in the room or did they leave? No, they were just sitting there clutching the chair because they knew. i was surprised they didn't leave. So now I didn't scream or anything. So I'm standing there and she's looking at me. She goes, what do you, you know, what do you need? And I said, my daughter has an appointment today with Dr. Mora. This is her first visit. Uh, We are sitting with homeless people out there. And I said, (laughs) not that it matters. This isn't a dire situation, but I'm a little concerned I'm kind of wondering why we're being treated in this manner. Are you a Medi-Cal clinic? And she's like, Uh, what do you mean? I go, Well, I'm just trying to figure out why you're being so disrespectful. You know, and I went on about the locked door and the poor treatment of signing in. I said, It doesn't really matter who is signing in. This has been an absolute horror show since we right. walked in the door. And I said, I am not a princess, although, you know, I am. I said, I'm not a princess. My daughters aren't princesses. I said, but regardless of who we are, regardless of what we have, this is not the way that you treat people when they walk in the door for something as invasive as an exam for a woman. Right. I said, so what are we doing here? Is this how you treat people? Is this how this is? Because if this is how you treat people, we don't belong here. I think we might need to find another place. And it's really unfortunate because the doctor that you represent comes highly recommended. What do you have to say? She has her mouth. Her mouth is open, open. Like her. she's making she an O. She has nothing to say. Nothing. She goes, well, this might not be the place for you. I said, you know what? I will leave that to my daughters to decide. Let's hope it isn't for your sake. And I walk out. And I sit down. And the girls are like, Crickets. my god my 20 year old she's looking at me she's like mom what did you do (laughs) i said it's fine i said do you girls want to leave and now i'm loud i'm like do you girls want to leave no we're we're gonna go ahead and wait wait it out and i said all right fine your choice i'll give you the name of my doctor he's
2: chinese i love him
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so we walk in and wouldn't you know that woman was like an angel of course she was she's like come on in. Welcome. Here's our best room. The doctor will be with you shortly. Is there anything I can get you? There will be no hymens breaking on her watch. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) And I said, ladies, sometimes it just has to be done. You will get the best treatment of your life. And they did. I think that
2: sometimes people just forget and they don't realize what they're doing. Same thing with, you know, I don't know. The DMV or the dentist or whatever it might be, you know, things become so routine, but it's not routine for the other person,
1: you know? Well, and you, you know, the thing is, and and what I made really clear to her, and I even said this, I said, look, I have the Cadillac of insurance. I can go anywhere I want, but it doesn't matter whether I'm that homeless bitch out front or me, you're treating us like shit. And I don't really understand what you're doing. And it's and I told her I said I've been on Medi-Cal. I have been in a dire situation, and I was treated much better than this. Yeah, really. So get your crap together. Start acting like it matters, or you will. This will not be the last of it. I mean, I was I was livid. Yeah, the last thing you want is it to be unpleasant. And luckily, once we got past those people, it was like they were delighted. They loved it. They were like, oh, we love it here. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Can we come back again tomorrow? (laughs) They made another appointment. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, we'll be back. Can I I get a lollipop? (laughs) Do you have a treasure chest? (laughs) (laughs) They loved it. Now, this is the part I have to tell you about. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with being on, uh, you know, being poverty level you know i'm I'm grateful this woman has medical care. she was like five or six months pregnant. I mean, do what you got to do to get keep your babies healthy. yeah you know, so I'm fine with it. She was not so bad. It was the mother that was difficult. but then, I had the luxury of sitting out in the waiting room with them while they were waiting. Oh, right. Because it's not like you went in the room. No. Her sister got to stay. But I and I'm like, fine, I don't care. I don't I don't need I've seen all I need to see your snatch. I've seen it. So I was sitting in the waiting room and I am there's no cell phones allowed in there. And so I have my phone in my purse and I'm playing family guy. Or yeah. words with friends or something. Yeah. And the mom and the daughter are sitting across. Now, the daughter was probably in her thirties. It wasn't like she was some teenager. Right. So they're sitting there and they're filling out all this paperwork and she's like, God, there's like a ream of paperwork to fill out. And she goes, Well, the most of the, and the mother, most of this is if you're getting an abortion. Well, that ain't gonna happen today, is it? You know, I mean oh she was like God. Yeah, like that. And so I'm trying very hard not to look up. I because they, they're kind of putting on a show. They're like putting out their very worst behavior for me and trying to like tempt me into their world. And it wasn't going to happen. Why
2: would they want to do that?
1: And they saw the whole display. It's not like they didn't see me ream this nurse, not even 20 minutes before. God. So I'm like, you guys really are barking up the wrong tree. You do not want me to judge you right they now. Like want ex- what are they? I, I mean, I realize
2: there's acceptance in numbers, but <laughs> there's certain numbers that just don't go together.
1: No. And so then she goes the, the, the pregnant one goes, well, I didn't, I, my dad, I'm like, I don't know, what was he, he died when he was what, 70? And, she, and the, the mother's like, yeah, he was like 70 years old. Thank you, son of a bitch. And then, <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, you know, you're kind of big for five months. She goes, yeah, you know, my other son was pretty big too. And she, and then they started talking about how on the mom's side, the dad sometimes dictates how big the child will be, which uh-huh. i never heard in my life. And, the daughter goes, well, you know, my dad did have a big schlong. And I was like, where am Ugh. I right now? Oh, right. What's happening? And then the, this the daughter. This not group therapy, honey. And the mom's like, eh, yeah, yeah," And I'm like, oh, you're laughing at that, are we? We're laughing at the fact that your daughter knows the size of her father's penis. That's well, that's disgusting. nice. I don't even want to think about it. And then she goes, well, I really don't know. I don't even know who my father is. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here oh god i gotta get out like, really i didn't think they had gang bangs back in your time i just gotta get out of here and then wow. the mom's like well i told harold i was moving in come hell or high water i didn't care by next week i'm back home and i'm like oh okay great Jesus. well
2: girls yeah really let's get out of here Ugh, what a mess well i definitely think you win this week
1: i just had my ugly moment <laughs> ugly.
2: i could not ugh I would have gone outside and waited, to, like in the walking area. I would have walked myself out. Apparently, <laughs> well, you win this week. Thank you. So I think <laughs> uh, between the throwing up, yeah, and the yelling at the uh oh my medical, the medical assistant from a uh, national career center or whatever that place <laughs> is called. I know it's been a rough week. Yeah, you've you've had a bit, of, and I would tell you to have a drink, but Jesus, I don't know that I you know. can handle it. You know it, what? So. I can't. I I just I, you're I'm, still. You're still on the outs. I'm off of alcohol for a while.
1: (laughs) And it wasn't even that much. It was just that I didn't eat. And so it was violent and burning and you know how that is. Yeah,
2: it sounds awful. Yeah, I've had all sorts of throwing up. Oh,
1: please. I remember one time you threw up so hard and you were like, Jamie, I wet myself. And I went in there and there was pee all over the floor. (laughs) I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's happened. it's It's, all right. So
2: what are you going to do? So clean it up. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As you heard in some of our announcers from Producer Dub, if you want to help the show out, go to our Ugly Truth website. And on the main page, you can click on various types of links for either shopping or just contributing. It does help out the show. And we do appreciate those folks that do uh, shop through our Amazon and Avon links because it is helpful. Yeah. And thank you for downloading us. Have a great week. And uh, happy Easter, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
0: Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com, and stay ugly, my friends.